You know, guys, it's that time of the year. Summertime is coming up. And everyone's trying to get shredded. Everyone's trying to get that beach body that I don't even know what that means. But everyone's trying to get it. And we're actually talking, Fran and I, or Francesco Parmigiano, like I like to call him. <laughs> we're talking about how you're training. And this is a very common question. Should you change your training when you're trying to cut down? Should you go full-blown cardio to get that fat loss to happen faster? What do you think, Fran? Yeah, man, it's absolutely. I mean, uh, we see this every summer around like May, June time. So exactly this time frame. But now even more because, of course, we are, you know, getting out of this uh, quarantine, this lockdown. So people might have gained some weight. And uh, of course, they want to accelerate, speed up the process, the summer shred and get shredded uh, as quickly as possible so they can uh, show off their beach body uh, you know uh, in the next few months so yeah the problem that we we got every single year is that you know when we get around this time frame uh, people decide to change completely their training style so maybe they were doing like resistant training no cardio at all uh, since april and then from may june time they decide to become, you know, endurance athletes. <laughs> or they start like adding cardio uh, or cardiovascular activity too drastically, too quickly, with too much volume, uh, maybe also risking some injuries because the body, of course, is not used to that type of activity. Um, maybe, you know, lack of, uh, you know, heavy weight as well, you know, not be able to carry, uh, you know, such a big weight, maybe accumulated during, um, you know, winter months, uh, and therefore also lack of cardiovascular capacity. So like struggling even to take the stairs. And then mm -hmm. all of a sudden, yeah. they're just like one hour, two hours, three hours of cardio a week. You know, this is insane. And really, guys, I mean, you don't have to change completely your training style. You can incorporate some cardio, but, you know, of course, very gradually and just as a additional strategy to achieve your goals mm. and you know improve your body decomposition what do you think yeah man that's that's a pretty good point i think there's a distinction that it's worthwhile mentioning that is uh some people actually enjoy cardio so some people actually mm -hmm. enjoy stepping up on a treadmill for two hours uh just scratching their ass or sweating balls <laughs> and they enjoy the grind personally <laughs> I, I yeah i just i hate it I, it's not that i love I like to sprint. I yeah. do. I like to do high intensity interval training, especially if you add, I don't know, some kettlebells, some weights in there. I love it. Yeah. But just medium intensity treadmill running, or even if it's outdoors, outdoors will always be better for me because, you know, there's nature, there's the sun, you can get a nice tan, you can get jacked and tanned. Beautiful. But just the usual go to the gym to do your one daily hour of cardio because you need that for fat loss is just personally not for me and i think for some people uh you might be wondering yeah but isn't cardio needed or required for fat loss and the answer is no mm -hmm. at the end of the day you've heard plenty of people talk about this so it's not brand new but calorie deficit is your main tool for fat loss meaning you gotta eat below your maintenance calories and cardio is a good tool to achieve that end so it's not the 
end all be all, but it's a good tool to achieve your caloric deficit. That's so right. there's a lot of different ways you can do this. Fran, uh, I was actually telling Fran that uh, this past weekend I went for a hike uh, with my brother and my dad, uh, and it was the first time I went hiking uh, since since the quarantine, and it was absolutely incredible. At the end of the the hike, we had about almost 12k steps, and it didn't feel like I walked 12,000 steps. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, in terms of uh, you know energy expenditure, uh, cardiovascular. Uh, benefits or even just you know being outdoors and being good for mental health all of those things happen and I didn't feel like I was doing exercise if that makes sense I didn't feel like I was forcing myself to do something that I didn't want to do to achieve you know a shredded physique or something like that and you might be wondering yeah okay but walking doesn't burn as much as running. Running will always give you a better uh, physique when it comes to fat loss. And again, it's studies and research say that that's not quite true. What you think, my man? Because yeah. I know I know you researched a lot about this as well, uh-huh. and I I can't do all the talking in the podcast, or else it's not the podcast of the games. It's podcast of the Miguel, the Spanish Portuguese do. <laughs> Hola, qué tal? <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, there are so many good points that you raise here. I mean, yeah, I mean, you don't have to do cardio um, to get shredded. And um, I have also some anecdotal experience on myself. You know, I I get literally shredded for like, a, you know, I don't know how many, but many competition. I did 16. I would say like half of them um, I got completely shredded like stage ready without doing any type of cardio but just manipulating my macronutrients and my diet just a you know creating this calorie deficit to allow me to get to six seven percent body fat so damn you don't need to do cardio at all uh if you like cardio like mm-hmm. myself uh being like a wise a wise old man you know i like to do cardio also to maintain good cardiovascular health uh, maybe if you want to incorporate cardio into your resistant training workouts, you don't have to go full blown and try to transform yourself in a, into an endurance athlete. What you can do is just like maybe focusing on short, medium distances and trying mm-hmm. to improve, uh, you know, your pace and uh, your velocity, uh, your time on, on that particular uh, race. So usually, you know, just uh, to give it uh, to give you an example. I've been uh, training since uh, February um, and incorporated some, you know, structured cardio training in my weekly uh, schedule uh, since we did the first test in the lab uh, mm-hmm. where we tested, you know, my VO2 max and I wanted to improve that and to improve my lactate threshold. Uh, but without, you know, starting uh, back in February with like three, four, five sessions of cardio a day, I went with like three sessions uh every week uh one that was focused on uh, kind of a long run or adding five minutes every week to like the initial 20 minutes like literally Mm -hmm. 20 minutes run and trying to go uh, to a pace that was actually below the lactate threshold so kind of a slow slow run uh kind of something that someone will basically describe as jogging and then uh, another session focusing on uh, i 
uh, high intensity interval training or sprint interval training so going fast for 30 seconds and going slow for 30 seconds for 10 times up to 15 times and then uh, a final run uh, of the week that was actually focusing more on uh, again uh, try to stay around half an hour of run but with a faster space faster pace compared to the first one um, i end up now you know to you know we're talking about june mid of june uh, i do like my long run is one hour now but i i didn't continue to add like five minutes every week so i mm. i've stopped to one hour and usually that is my long run slow run and um, and then my focus now is actually trying to improve my time on the 5k and 5k is perfect because it's not too short it's not too long and allows me to actually improve my uh, cardiovascular capacity, my lactate threshold on a distance that allows me to, you know, challenge myself, but without, uh, you know, destroying my joints uh, or, you know, I'm still pretty heavy. I'm still 84 kilos. So like running for one hour, you know, if I go fast, you know, it's pretty deleterious to my joints. So I'd rather stay long 5K, go fast on 5K, and just uh, you know, take advantage of the long run, just to build volume. And um, you know, one of the other advantages, and one of the reasons why I incorporate cardio into my training routine is because it's actually helpful for me in terms of like clearing my mind. Um, you know, allows me to think more creatively. And you know, when I go for a kind of a long run, uh, because it's not so high intensity literally I have probably the best ideas uh, ever uh, so it's great you know it's always good to take a break and especially you know now coming out of this lockdown as you said it's not just the cardio it's just like being more active doing more physical mm -hmm. activity there are a lot of papers that shows that actually if you don't like run running and um, you know if you just simply go for a walk every day and you stay around 10k 10k steps uh, a day then you still improve your body composition because you increase dramatically your need or non-exercise uh, thermogenesis and if you think about it i mean it's also like an important consideration about the impact of running if you're don't have a really good running economy so if you don't know how to run and uh, you know you're pretty heavy like myself then uh, running can be pretty impactful on your joints and uh, maybe not the best choice yes you burn more calories while you're running but then if you actually um, run then it takes time also to recover from the running session and that can have actually an impact on your resistant training sessions so sometimes it's actually easier and better just to go for long walks less impactful uh, faster to recover from and then you achieve the same results so just be active <laughs> <laughs> just be active that's the secret to the games <laughs> to just to clarify for the people that might be listening for the first time when you say uh, you're trying to run below the lactate threshold how would you explain that to someone that has no idea what you just said yeah, I mean, to keep it simple, um, that would be like a very slow pace, um, something like around, around uh, basically on average, uh, 120, 130 uh, beats per minute. But again, depends on the person, the age and the sex of the person. 
I would say that is basically a run, low intensity run, something that you can sustain for uh, a long time uh, compared to, of course, the opposite that is like a high intensity interval, they, something that you maintain only for maybe 10, 20, 30 seconds. Uh, if you take, uh, for instance, the uh, rate of perceived exertion uh, scale uh, from 1 to 10, then uh, a run under the lactate threshold will be around 5, 6. Uh, so 50% of your capacity before you literally die because you can't breathe anymore. And 10 yeah. will be like a very intense uh, uh, sprint, sprint interval, something you can maintain only for a few seconds. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a great explanation <laughs> for me. I'd probably say simplest way to put it is if you're running and your legs start to burn mm. like crazy, mm. if it's like, oh, snap, it's going to burn, it's <laughs> going to blow, then you're probably either at the lactate threshold or you're already past it, meaning it's already too intense for where you're at right now. So you want to keep it, like Fran was saying, nice and easy, uh, still getting in the work, but not going full ham. So if someone asks you, could you do this for 20 more minutes? The answer should be, yeah, probably. Instead of, dude, I can only do two more seconds and I'm dead. Yeah. Um, the definition would be like the exact definition, um, you know, from the textbook would be like something that you can continue forever, virtually, forever. virtually yeah. forever. Yeah, because it's, you know, is uh, not glycolytic uh, energy system. So it's something that, you know, basically you can count on your reservoir of fat. Uh, in order to maintain, you know, the 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 exercise bouts or something that you can continue for, like in the long term, yeah, like that. Using very, very uh, classy words. <laughs> we today we have uh, du réservoir, du réservoir. <laughs> uh, for du running and <laughs> French yeah. people. I mean, you should be the one, you know, you know, the expert in cuisine, you know, bringing up uh, some. Just put some butter in your legs and you're good. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone that listens to this is actually French, I am sorry for butchering your language. But <laughs> sorry, guys. Yeah, nothing Not against the French. Though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you did, you know, bring up a very good point that I think a lot of us forget. Uh, which is running is impactful uh, in the body, not just the joints, but the muscles. Mm -hmm. And it also could hinder your ability to recover yeah. before your next training session. And I know we didn't actually specify earlier, but should you change your training if you're trying to get shredded? I'd say no. That's my opinion, because yeah. when you think about it, resistance training is all about uh, you're trying to increase muscle mass. You're trying to stimulate growth. And even when you're dieting down, when you're cutting down fat, your body's not going to have as many calories to recover and it's going to be harder to build muscle um, while in a deficit. So your main goal should be to maintain the same type of training to actually stimulate muscle. Yeah. I, I'm going to say muscle growth, but at the same time, even more than that, you should be focusing on pres preserving the muscle mass that you have right now. because. Let's say you're doing a resistance training four times a week and no cardio. And then suddenly you do four times a week of resistance training, but with three cardio sessions. And those are long, arduous cardio sessions. Sure, you probably will see some results if your diet isn't completely, you know, dirty, like 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't even like the expression dirty. But if your diet is legit, I'd say 80% legit, you should see results. Yeah. But you might also end up burning yourself up, like feeling very fatigued or feeling like you can't push as much in the gym. Let's say you have a, a sprint session and then on the next day you have a squat session and you notice that you're fatiguing way earlier on your squats than you usually do and you think to yourself, I'm getting weaker. Mm-hmm. When in reality, it could simply be that your quads were so stimulated with the sprints mm-hmm. that they didn't have enough time to recover. recover yeah. Yeah, and, and the issue that I have with that is because, number one, I've done it before. I've been one of those YOLOs mm-hmm. that used to do two leg sessions per week and also introduce some high-intensity sprints. And I think that because one was using you know strength and power and the other one was using, uh, just let's call it endurance, that they wouldn't uh, be an issue. But at the same time, sprinting requires a lot of power from your legs yeah you're literally going ham to go as fast as you can it's not just a jog it's not going for a walk and that brings us to what we were talking about earlier which is at the end of the day if the goal is fat loss i'd much rather have you do i don't know eight to ten k steps daily and you're Mm -hmm. saying okay why 10k is that a special number no, that's just something I like to aim for. If mm-hmm. you can only do five, then you start with five. You, if mm-hmm. you only can do two, uh, when I say two, it's 2K, so 2,000, then you start with that and mm-hmm. you'll try to improve it. Because I know some people, uh, especially with the, with the lockdown, because we've had our asses glued to the chairs mm-hmm. for so long, yeah. I've heard people uh, ask me, dude, I'm getting pain after my walks mm-hmm. um, and I've done about four to five K steps. Is mm-hmm. this normal? You know, I'm not a uh, physiotherapist, so I'm, I, I can't really say that mm-hmm. that's an expert opinion. It's just mm-hmm. from what I've seen. Uh, but when you stop training and when you live a very sedentary lifestyle, it is normal that some things might ache here yeah. and there. But I also, from my experience and from what I've seen with other people, is that if you kind of just, depending on the type of pain, of course, if you just kiss the pain, and when I say that, it's just, going slightly to where you feel comfortable but it's not crushing you with pain and then with time it should improve Mm -hmm. right if it's just a very acute pain and it's not getting better and it's just getting worse then yeah probably it's something different and you should you know see a specialist and i'm not dude i'm just recording this podcast with my main man Mm -hmm. but um yeah i'd say number one and again eric helms in the strength uh, pyramid talking about how how adherence is probably the most important thing in a training program. Mm -hmm. So if you're like me and you don't like cardio, but you like hiking and you like being in the nature, and I'm not sure if you guys can hear it in the podcast, but I've got birds in the background. Mm -hmm. If you like that type of shit, which I kind of do, then you you should probably do hiking or not even hiking, just going for a walk. And like Fran was saying, mentally, it's it's amazing. Especially Mm -hmm. we were talking before recording the podcast that it, it's tough man like you just feel like you're indoors all mm-hmm. day every day and when you go out dude i had this feeling like i was a caveman right <laughs> and i was like i'm in my natural habitat right yeah, now the light again <laughs> yeah i was like i'm in the middle of the trees yeah. i can't see people around me i'm probably going to turn into a lion and hunt a gazelle chasing foxes yeah (laughs) yeah so it felt it felt really good i mean i'll I'll definitely do it again and uh 
if if you think about it before the quarantine even if you were uh, not having a very active lifestyle you would probably have a nice amount of steps just mm-hmm. from doing your daily activities yeah unless you had a very sedentary lifestyle but now with the lockdown i know some people in some countries especially don't have a very tight lockdown for instance in portugal you can pretty much do most things right now but at the same time like some people will still do a quarantine lifestyle for a while i know i'm still doing it and uh again going back to the original question fat loss caloric deficit number one priority different tools you have them at your disposal how you want to use them it's up to you if you want to be like fran and just eat parmigiano all day every day (laughs) it might work if you want to be like me and maybe eat some pizza Mm -hmm. with some chorizo no i'm kidding i ate that once in the past month (laughs) uh but but still um walking and hiking is, is a great option for those of you that really don't like cardio yeah absolutely and um yeah i mean we need to be careful as well because um you know there are some people actually they are doing cardio as a way to as an excuse for eating a bit more and uh basically their reasoning is oh yeah i'm gonna eat more uh because i can't really sacrifice my my calories or you know i'm hungry (laughs) I, i need to i need to eat like a beast but I will add additional cardio sessions so I can burn it off, dissolve. And, uh, you know, I can eat like an extra pizza, an extra ice cream, an extra this and that. Well, in reality, as we know, I mean, we tend to all the times uh, overestimate the calories that we basically the energy expenditure and actually underestimate instead the calories that we introduce with food. So it's very likely that we're always going to be in calorie surplus. And the other thing is um, you mentioned, you know, about the kind of a, the resistant training and the importance of not losing uh, track and adherence with our training, resistant training protocol. This is extremely important, especially when you're actually um, trying to um, lose fat and uh, preserve muscle mass. I mean, in order to preserve muscle mass, I mean, there are two major things. One is actually increasing your protein intake. So eating slightly more protein than usual uh, because you're on a calorie deficit. So you want to just maintain muscle protein synthesis. And the other one is actually continue to do resistant training so that the body has the stimulus of, you know, the resistant training to stimulate muscle protein synthesis and uh, inhibit muscle uh, protein breakdown. So actually maintaining also high intensity during a cut or while you're cutting down mm. is extremely important to preserve muscle mass. Otherwise, if you start like doing extra cardio sessions and uh, you do like high repetition for the cuts or you change also your training <laughs> protocol and you yeah. lower down the intensity from, I don't know, 70, 80% of one rep max to 50, 60% one rep max, because now you have to go for 15, 20 reps a set because some people say that you know this is the type of training for you know for getting shredded then Mm -hmm. it's very likely that the final result will be like a skinny fat so (laughs) you lose all the muscle and actually you look pretty shit compared to when you started so please i mean uh, if you like cardio just you know kind of introduce it gradually and uh, you know again with moderation and uh you know just most importantly don't stop 
you know your progression in resistance training yeah man uh, i think that's that's incredible and you know not forgetting the guys that actually do like running if you're if your main passion is running three to four times a week and you just do resistance training because you know it has benefits then by all means you know keep mm -hmm. doing it because you have different goals uh fran and i are mainly talking to the the bros and the mm -hmm. broettes that you know try to please bro in with the swole gains um so that's one thing the other one was um shit i i don't know where i was going with this but uh yeah wait wait wait, wait. it's coming back to me so no it's actually gone dude I, i'm okay. i'm getting gold i'm getting gold i don't know <laughs> i don't know what's up with me but it's probably because i stopped taking my vitamins and now i'm getting old as shit there we go no yeah. I, i don't take vitamins you need more guys. vitamin d <laughs> that's what you need man yeah no i mean maybe i don't know if you wanted to mention something about concurrent training uh mm. so this idea of you know i i personally uh because i've been a natural bodybuilder bodybuilder for 20 years i know that you know what are my genetic limitations so i know that i got big but i can't get bigger than this unless i move to the dark side and start taking some gears or some steroids mm. so mm -hmm. you know what i'm trying to do at the moment is just trying to uh, train every single fitness capacity including cardiovascular uh, respiratory uh, capacity and but you know in uh, kind of a, including some cardio sessions into my weekly training schedule i just try to use some of the principles of concurrent training so the first mm -hmm. one is like okay just start with in moderation so that your body adapt to the new type of uh, training stimulus and the other one is that because you also still care about your gains and your resistant training gains just make sure that there are at least like 24 hours um you know separation between mm a resistant training session and an endurance training session so that because there are different different you know physiological uh, you know changes uh, in the body and uh, adaptation due to the mm -hmm. type of training uh, so of course there are some benefits from endurance training also for bodybuilding because you know you improve also your mitochondrial uh, function and uh, you you also you know get in a better metabolic uh, Uh, state with the entire body so you know mm. it's actually harder than to get fat you know just in simple terms but at the same time see in order to maximize the um, training adaptation for each of the uh, type of trainings then mm -hmm. it's always a good idea to keep the session separated from each other so yeah. usually i have like a day that is fully dedicated to a resistant training and then the following day uh, maybe more cardiorespiratory and then following day resistant training i try to alternate the days like that mm. and guys when he says fully dedicated to res resistance training he he does mean <laughs> it it's like the whole day just doing bicep curls and bench press yeah just in front of the mirror yeah, yeah i know yeah but chasing the pump <laughs> looking in the mirror looking at that bicep you yeah. know Peak. squeezing so hard it's gonna blow <laughs> but I, I remember what I was going to say earlier, oh, cool. but at the same time, I, yeah, I want to say this, that, um, you know, what research uh, shows right now is that, yeah, if, if you can definitely 
uh, do it on different days uh, to maximize your training adaptation. So do cardio on one day, do resistance training on another day. If that's not possible for you and you're one of the guys that really has to do it uh, in the same day because of, I don't know, personal reasons, work-related reasons, whatever it might be, then you could... I'd say do the um, the session you're trying to give more emphasis first, meaning if you're mm-hmm. uh, trying to improve cardio uh, as your top priority, you should do that uh, session first. If you're trying to get more gains and progression, you should probably do resistance training first. And if possible, spread those two out about you know, six to eight hours. That would be you know mm-hmm. Gucci. If you can't, then, you know, at the end of the day, if you do do them uh, back to back, it's not optimal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like Fran was saying, because of the different adaptations that the body goes through. It, Like I was saying, not optimal, but it doesn't mean you shouldn't do it if mm-hmm. that's the only thing yeah. that you can do. Personally, I would still prioritize, you know, doing them on separate days. I just I think that would be the best bang for your buck. Um, and about earlier, I was going to say that the, the myth you were talking about, about how high reps get you shredded and low mm-hmm. reps get you swole fat. Mm. Dude, I'd like to know where that myth started because even though we have a lot of information uh, right now, there's still a lot of people that believe that. And when they join the gym, I swear I've heard that so many times. Yeah, that's true. Like uh, they, they come to me and they're like, dude, I want to lose fat. So I should do 15 to 20 reps minimum. <laughs> Minimum, and I'm like, yeah. yeah, and I'm like, uh, why? Because that's how you burn more fat, right? You need to, you need to do a lot of reps. And I'm like, who the fuck told you that? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's, I mean, I, I don't know where it's coming from. Uh, I know for sure that, um, you know, Gironda, um, yeah, Vince introdu- yeah, Vince Gironda uh, introduced the concept of uh, training density. Yeah. So trying to do the same amount of the same volume of work in. Um, as less time as possible yeah that is different from you know taking a set to you know 15 20 reps it means that you're basically training at a very very low intensity and Mm. unless you have an injury and uh, you know and even if you have an injury uh, maybe you can better off using some occlusion training or katsu training with that type of intensity because that intensity is like literally doing cardio with weights and uh, it doesn't make any sense it's better, you know, probably because you're on a calorie deficit when you're cutting down, um, it's always a good idea to keep your training session very short. Uh, so reduce the volume, but absolutely, I mean, maintain high intensity. So instead of, uh, just to give an example, if uh, in the off season you do like six, seven set of, uh, you know, branch press with 8% of one rep max, mm. then uh, when you're cutting down, instead of, you know, going up, your volume should just go down, but the intensity should always remain the same. Maybe it goes down, the volume goes down because, uh, you know, when you are on a kind of a kind of a fat loss blast or like a phase of your um, shredding um, protocol that is on a severe energy deficit, you literally don't have the energy to yeah. uh, sustain like high volume training. But intensity should always be high, and the training session will be shorter, maybe higher frequency, so you go to mm. the gym more often. Uh, intensity high and volume, of course, is gonna reduce a bit. Yeah, and and again, dude, uh, coming to personal preference, mm-hmm. I'd much rather do a short, intense session where I'm actually sure. feeling like I'm getting a nice pump, getting a nice 
squeeze working hard it doesn't mean that i have to bust my balls and go to failure on every single set but getting that uh no short and sweet session instead of doing a longer i didn't feel like i did much but i did a a ton of reps type of sessions which i've done also uh especially like you were saying after an injury sometimes it it's good just to get that flow going back Mm -hmm. but the, the the issue is that when a lot of people that's their daily you know routine just going in grabbing a dumbbell complaining yeah. that it's too boring and then just i don't know just yeah just like, wait yeah. for the miracle uh, you know sometimes it's all they're also like pump chasers so try to think mm. about it. i mean they they are basically cutting down glycogen or you know they, they are you know cutting down carbs or their glycogen uh, storage is very little in the muscle and uh, maybe they keep trying to add more reps to those sets in chasing the pump that will never happen because they literally don't have the calories don't have the glycogen to to experience the glycogen so it's mm-hmm. literally um you know kind of a, a a lose a lost battle at the beginning yeah man you gotta keep chasing the pump we should <laughs> actually rename the podcast to chasing the pump yeah <laughs> meaning you'll, you'll never get it man chasing the pump chasing Always. the pump would be STP. Yeah, with your impersonification of Arnold. Oh, God. Dude, yeah, yeah. Uh, I hope no one noticed the fail because I said S instead of C. Please, please don't notice my fail. Um, (laughs) But yeah, dude. I mean, again, circling back to the original topic of this episode of... I I like how we always start out with a very specific question and then we kind of go off topic because that's cool. But, Everything uh, is interconnected. So. Yeah, that's true. And at the end of the day, like there's a lot of good information out there and there's a lot of good things that you can put into practice. But I also think that for someone that doesn't understand shit and doesn't really want to know more, there are a lot of easy takeaway messages that you can apply and still have some pretty good results. I always like to think about the dudes that, again, this is a very, very you know specific example, but the dudes that look jacked in the gym and when you actually have a conversation with them they have literally no idea what they're talking about they're probably doing things that would be very suboptimal when you know considered with the current literature uh but they got results Mm -hmm. you know maybe they're jacking themselves up in the process sure but a lot of people could say i wish i had those results Mm -hmm. um but this is just a very you know specific example and i always think that you should Number one, find what works for you, but then also try to incorporate different things. For instance, when you were saying uh, during a cut to eat a bit more protein to preserve muscle, mm-hmm. one of the things I like to keep in mind is whenever I do one of the big meals, meaning if it's breakfast, lunch, or dinner, I'll always have a protein source, mm-hmm. right? Because that's like, that's gospel for me. That's in the Bible of the gains. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it doesn't mean that it's going to happen 100% of the time, although I'm always going to include some source of protein in there but like when someone comes to you and they say i'm trying to gain muscle mass and then you look at what they're eating and uh let's say they're trying to lose fat at the same time and their dinner and lunch is basically soup right and because people think and i again this is very you know general knowledge that soup is good for you especially if you take out the potato don't ask me why but that's good for fat loss and then when it comes to actual recommendations, you barely have any protein there. You barely have any carbs because, you know, you're just doing a, a low-carb 
soup. Um, and then the same people will probably say, I feel tired. I feel like I can't uh, push myself at the gym. I don't see results. What's happening, doc? Am I a failure or are you just full of shit? <laughs> and it's uh, usually some small things that you can implement, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm just going to let it all out now because I need to vent. I'm just kidding, but I'll, I will still say it. <laughs> like, I love white rice. I simply love white rice. Don't ask me why. And I know you love it too because yeah. it's one of the things we talked about when we yeah, met. Yeah. Love it. Um, love white rice. So when I see someone saying that white rice is bad for you because it makes you fat, I'm like, mm. who, who the fuck? <laughs> You know, because uh, or dude, and again, very very off topic. But since we're sharing uh, some stories from our life, uh, when I was at my most shredded, uh, and you know, some people might be wondering, okay, uh, what's your most shredded? Is that like twenty percent body fat? I don't know, <laughs> but it was shredded. Front uh, seen the it pictures. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was shredded. You were very dude, shredded. I was eating um, completely normally. Like I was eating a lot of carbs, a lot of white rice. Uh, having dinner at normal times like 8 p.m sometimes 9 p.m and i would i I still remember the type of things that people would say they would always ask me something like to get that shredded you're not eating carbs right to get that shredded you're not eating after six right Mm -hmm. so there was always these weird weird ass uh, myths Mm -hmm. and when you actually try to tell people dude it's okay to eat white rice it's okay to eat potatoes it's even okay to include bread in your diet if you know you know what you're doing and when i say this it's some people like bread but they like it too much mm-hmm. and then their whole diet is about bread you have the meal you have bread you have a snack you have bread you you wipe your ass you have bread <laughs> and then suddenly you have a lot of bread then yeah. people go like it's the bread that's making me fat no dude it's just you're eating too many calories mm-hmm. and when you eat that bread you put a little butter and you yeah. put some cheese and you put some of them. You put a lot of uh, Extra food calories, in yeah. So when people, some people cut the bread, they Boom. start losing weight. Yeah. But again, super off topic. Nothing no. related with the whole hiking thing. But just to kind of contest that idea of what some people take as common knowledge. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not black and white. We've talked about that a ton in this podcast. It's never black and white. It's mm-hmm. a lot of gray especially when it comes to gains like Fran is huge man I don't know how he got them gains but one day we'll find out in the podcast yeah and actually what I found out is is much easier than uh, we think and uh, definitely I thought at the beginning because I I also thought at the beginning that it was just a matter of no eating carbs and you know doing that and that while in reality is you know sometimes the simplest fundamentals are the most important ones and adherence to the diet uh, and uh, you know kind of a diet as a lifestyle yeah. is the most important thing of all enjoying what you're doing yeah because that way it doesn't feel like a diet that's what we've been always preaching man that's right i was like i was like when people say hmm you're doing a diet and i'm like what it's my huh. life yeah that's this is who i am so you can focus on training and uh, again maintaining high intensity. Uh, you can't maintain high intensity if you're starving yourself. So yeah, you know, just like diet or you know eating as a as a lifestyle. Uh, so without thinking too much about macros, calculation, and no eating carbs or carbs after breaks <laughs> or after all yeah. that shit, and just training fucking hard and continue Imagine. to do so even when you're shredding. <laughs> Imagine going like, okay, so at 3 p.m. I'll eat about 59.3 grams of carbs so that at 3.30 I can actually eat 27.2 grams of carbs. 
But then at four, I have to stop for an hour. So at five thirty, I can eat the rest of the carbs before six p.m. <laughs> just imagine if it were, you know, if it were oh my that. God, thing. yeah. Just like, well, you, yeah, you can't. You you don't have the concentration to train. Then you know you just Damn, spend all your energy, you know, calculating the macros and thinking about what you what to eat next. It's crazy. But take-home messages from this episode: for fat loss, the main priority is being at a caloric deficit cardio is a good tool if you don't enjoy cardio hiking walking that's great as long as you have an active lifestyle you should be good do you need an active lifestyle to be in a caloric deficit no but it makes it a lot easier because you get to eat more food and more food makes you happy at least it makes us happy and last but not least take a whole message Francesco Parmigiano Reggiano likes his cheese. No, I don't. I mean, I'm a vegan, so. <laughs> <laughs> the, the computer battery is running low, so we need to there, there's cut There's vegan cheese, though, right? Yeah, but I, I hate that. I, I mean, I, He hates vegan cheese, guys. Cut the podcast right here. He hates the cheese. <laughs> no, even before, you know, turning vegan four years ago, I was not eating Everyone cheese. Everyone stop it. He hates the cheese. Now, more than ever, you know, I don't, I don't like uh, vegan cheese. Too That's processed. Right. <laughs> They're too processed. You got it, guys. Cut the podcast right now. We have the secret to the gains. Boom. Take the cheat. <laughs> <laughs>